While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. I did an extra episode about Cora Harris and Thomas Holly Chivers a little while back, and reading further into Cora Harris's books has led me to a few more literary figures from the Northeast Georgia area. I just finished reading Cold Sassy Tree by Olive Ann Burns. She was born in Banks County in 1924 and lived most of her life in the Macon area. She collected some stories from her family history, including the story of a grandfather who remarried only three weeks after his wife's death. Well, he needed a housekeeper. As Burns faced a cancer diagnosis, she decided to turn the family history into a novel based in Banks County. The book begins with Grandfather Rucker announcing his impending marriage only three weeks after his own wife's death. He explains that a wife is cheaper than a housekeeper. The narrative mostly follows 14-year-old Will as he grows up in the town of Cold Sassy as the 20th century begins to intrude on their traditional society. The book reminds me of the sort of episodic stories from Vermont in the Robert Newton Peck books. It was very successful on publication in 1984. After 15 years of fighting cancer, Burns died in 1990. Her last book, the sequel to Colt Sassy Tree, was published in 1992. The book has faced some challenges, and it has been removed from a lot of school reading lists across the country due to the depiction of racism in Cold Sassy. In one scene, Will is asked by his grandfather's new wife about the custom of black servants eating from pie plates with cast-off silverware. Will explains that the maid doesn't care what she eats from and that she actually prefers to use old pie plates and chipped mason jars. He actually gets quite angry at the thought of a Yankee coming to his town and questioning their traditions. The truth is that this town, where Confederate veterans and former slaves still walk the streets, is literally surrounded by the forces of change that will bring it into the 20th century. Will tries to avoid encountering the mill workers that live on the outskirts of town, who are described as being dirty, hungry, and constantly covered with lint. But those mills are turning their farming community into a commercially successful town. His own grandfather has married a woman who carries banners in town parades demanding the vote for women. Other towns are even changing their names to fit into modern society better. Jugtown is now known as Winder, Harmony Grove is now Commerce, and Garden Valley has become the town of Pendergrass. Change is coming, and it's being brought by those people that Will's family has traditionally looked down upon. Spoiler alert, the novel ends with one big symbolic event symbolizing the change coming to the area. Maybe you can guess from the title, but it does involve the 100-foot sassafras tree that the town is named after. There was a movie made for the TNT Network in 1989. I could only find parts of it on YouTube. It stars Faye Dunaway, Richard Widmark, and Will is played by Neil Patrick Harris. There was also an opera made based on the book. I got the book on my Kindle for $10, and it and the sequel are available through the public library system. I don't plan on watching the movie, but if you have, or if you've read the book, I'd love to hear from you at movingthroughgeorgia at gmail.com. The
dancing around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. From an a deputy gal to Georgia. That's all.